mighty one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight When my monster from the slab began to rise Suddenly, to my surprise Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. LRC. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oolon Stutters Sputnik. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President Sen. Greetings, fellow Hoovians. We are gathered to talk about Carnival of Monsters. John Pertwee, Katie Manning as the lovely Joe Grant, and a plethora of other British bit parts, including Ian Martyr, also playing a sailor, which is a bit odd. I know, mm. it's very weird. <laughs> Written by Robert Holmes, directed by Barry Letts. A little bit of script editing there from Terence Dix, also produced by Barry Letts. This is going back to season 10 of Doctor Who, and it's the one after Three Doctors, so it was like the big anniversary year. So let's do a quick round robin. Does anyone want to explain the racing system, or should we just point people to the blog from now on? Yeah, they can go and have a look at the blog. You know, they've got to put some effort into it. Terry, gives a rating. It's pretty good. A 20 with a new negligee or whatever. Uh, Shit, wait, that means I'm dating a girl. Hold on a second. No. <laughs> okay. Well, a, new it, no, it, it, a new suit. A new suit. Maybe just... It opens a whole realm to us if you're swinging that way. We've got a whole other... Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, I don't... I don't... <laughs> Yeah, but he might just be comfortable with his sexuality and doing it to thrill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, the cross Turned on by transvestites. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> she could what be was a that? witch hitter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was 20 then, right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 with a big bunch of flowers. Solid 20. Cap yeah. I've got to agree with you. It's an all-round 20, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even if I compare this to other episodes of A Doctor's Tenure, as I like to do, it's still a good solid 20. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I start? No, go ahead. Oh, it's a Pertwee, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> For me, this harkens back to a time when a sonic screwdriver was used properly. Oh, yeah. For shit blowing up marsh gas. Which is a use of sonic screwdriver and science and explaining something as you do it. What? It doesn't just lighting do it. farts. Using a yeah. screwdriver to light farts. Oh, do you that? know that's what he does when he's alone on the TARDIS by himself. Yes. <laughs> that's inspired. That must be quite easy to do. No, anyway. no. Oh what, God, honey? what am I doing? <laughs> Look what I can do, honey. <laughs> See it on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, God. The drashigs in this as well. I remember when I was a kid, I was fucking terrified of the drashigs. Are you serious? Yeah, they're puppets. They're shit puppets, but they build up so much atmosphere for them. It's one of those things you stick on the top of your pencil, though. Pencil toppers don't fucking eat spaceships. These motherfucking things eat spaceships. (laughs) These are like killer machines that never stop following you. It's just because you have such a strong imagination. That's fantastic. I love drashigs anyway, and when I was a kid, I totally got behind the drashigs. All right. But you wouldn't want to be in front of them. (laughs) 
just in general, I really love this episode. I love the whole Pertwee era, as you know. And this was a bit of a change from the usual sort of Pertwee stuff. Because don't forget, we just got like a whole season on Earth, and we did a bit of space stuff, but not much. There was a whole political subplot going on, which was actually quite good. Yeah. Definite alien races, not in a kind of big penis kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alpha Reasonable uh, alien races. <laughs> as well as that, it was a great costume episode. You know, the grey and silver guys. Oh, and, oh. And of the entertainers' outfits were just Uh-oh. outrageous. The guy was wearing every colour of fucking fruit powder. Yeah, but you wouldn't <laughs> want to have to deal with that hat after you'd been wearing it under the studio lights, though, would you? That would be <laughs> a sweat bucket and a half. <laughs> There's such a mix as well, because they go to the 20s, even though that's obviously a 60s ship that they're on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get period costume out for that, which, of course, the BBC's got buckets of. I thought it was just a really nice costume episode. Mm. And, of course, it goes down to the green, which I <clears throat> have myself, the green Pertwee outfit. Pertwee gets some boxing in with Harry Sullivan, which is quite weird. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, Ian Martin. I think it's a good one for Joe too, because uh-huh. I think Joe gets a bit better. She gets a bit more intelligent in this, and she mm. solves it more. You know, she has a bunch of skeleton keys, and she's a bit more... Because, yeah, she is technically a spy. Technically. You know, she has that... Well, she's got an O-level in escapology or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, she originally turned up. She had, like, a degree in explosives yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Some kind of it's bullshit. Of, she just turned into a bit of a flaky nonce, but she, she pulls it back with this. I don't know if the character's matured or if she's matured a lot more as an actress, but... I'll tell you what I'm it a... is. Robert Holmes wrote it, and he made the companion more worthwhile. That's all. Yeah, that's a fair point. I gotta say, the only reason this wasn't a 50 for me is because they didn't find an excuse to drag the unit crew along. And I say that because, love them or hate them, even if you don't like the stories during the Pertwee era, that cast chemistry was something special. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really was. And honestly, while I love this episode, I miss them. The dynamic between Joe Grant and the Third Doctor is excellent, but the chemistry is missing something without the two of them having someone else to banter with. Yeah. Without a mic Yates or a Benton or a, a Lethbridge Stewart in the room with them, their banter wasn't quite the level of perfection that we've seen in the rest of the season. And even though they tried to have a couple of moments together inside the machine and have a sort of one-on-one, yeah. it only sort of half worked, didn't it? Yeah. And, and yeah. that's the only reason it wasn't a 50 for me. And, and and I rub this in people's faces as much as I can. Having gotten to see most of this cast interact together <laughs> live... <laughs> <laughs> the reason the chemistry was so good, even in shit scripts, is because it was totally genuine. They were just friends. They just liked each other. And here I am bitching about something that we all agreed was a solid 20. That's my only beef with this. It had social commentary, which Pertwee's era actually had a lot of. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Environmental. This one beat it over your head a little bit more than they typically did, but they tended to be a little heavy-handed in general in this era, so I can excuse that. Yeah, but this still isn't as heavy-handed as some of Robert Holmes's other ones. Some of his later Agreed. ones, definitely. Agreed. This is actually uh, quite agree. subtle for him. It had a social message. It had a little bit of a mystery going. And I have to think that the average family who's sitting there casually watching it, this would be a genuine mystery that you wouldn't quite get to begin with. Just a lot of great stuff. Well written, and for once, you know, living in the era that we do now, we don't always get pacing. Sometimes stuff moves really mm. fast now. This pacing felt great, even in mm. 2013. As a matter of fact, there were a couple of things, like some of that political intrigue, that I think we almost could have had another episode in this. They could have fleshed it out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not wrong. You know, sometimes they edit them all together and make just one solid mini film out of a Doctor Who. I did think this would make a very good. Yeah, the cliffhangers yeah. were a little bit, nah. Yeah, but it's solid, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's down in part to the three who are playing the alien counsellors because they are brilliant. And of course, yeah. one of them is Michael Wisher, who's one of the many Davrosers and right, various yes. who knows what else in, in Doctor Who. And they're just superb. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were, they were funny. Three stooges of politics. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Hello, my name is Katie Manning and I love dirty hoods but don't we all oh it's a really good episode it's a good solid story it's an interesting story you get to do all the lovely costume bits and disappearing here there and everywhere between locations Ian Martyr's wonderful the second greatest character with the name Ian associated with it in Doctor (laughs) Who Harry's wonderful he's not quite Ian Chesterton the only thing that really let it down for me is the fact that you could see the bald caps flapping on some of the functionaries oh my god (laughs) it was horrible (laughs) it was just like that was terrible and really unforgivable considering how good everything else was I don't know if this is true but I've got a version that was recorded off TV that I recorded myself ages and ages ago and that's what I watched right I've heard that for the DVD special they went back and re-edited the last four minutes due to floppy hair going on uh, crazy bald capness certainly in the I first episode the functionaries bald caps are flapping all over the place on the DVD what I don't understand Fuchsia is why the director felt it necessary to do so many close up face shots during that time it was really yeah. good wasn't it it was a nice way to do a tight sort of whispering mm-hmm. kind of conspiracy sort of stuff I get yeah. that did not shop the fucking head yeah, but shouldn't the director have went back and looked at the footage and went oh fuck we gotta reshoot oh, that come on, no, this is the BBC they didn't there's a whole thing I think it's on City of Death where they're going on about the fact that you know you were not allowed to reshoot didn't matter how crap it was because of the time and the cost of the film the only way you could get the BBC to reshoot was if you deliberately said the F word while they were filming and then they had to stop and go back and do it again other than that they didn't care whether things were falling off they just shot it and kept it so the director should have went oh fuck hairpiece and then they could have reshot (laughs) yeah it was Robert Holmes at his best there was the message there but he wasn't trying to beat you to death mm. with it beautiful performances all around and it didn't outstay its welcome someone said that they thought there was too much political intrigue I didn't feel like it was hitting me on the head I thought everything was pretty much just right he didn't really pursue those political aspects too much there's a hint of it you get the idea I loved the concept of the reality zoo television set whatever that was and was the um, yeah the miniscope I love that it was interesting interesting to see intelligent cultures viewing other supposedly intelligent cultures that are maybe only technologically primitive in relation to them and it's okay to put them in a zoo they didn't seem to have any moral problem with that that was an interesting idea that people could be like that not just people I don't mean humans but other cultures out there I mean it's not like they're real but you know what I mean (laughs) yeah It really seemed like a crime, and I understood the doctor getting outraged by it. It was nice to see him do that. And then once he was on the scene, out of the miniscope, took complete control of the situation. Well, yeah. And put those guys on the total defensive and sort of used their own bureaucracy as a weapon against them. Oh, you want bureaucracy? I got bureaucracy. I'm a fucking time lord, and I know all about bureaucracy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I just say, I love that whole sequence. And there was some interesting backstory there that we shouldn't let go, since we're all Time Lord freaks here, mm-hmm. about while the Doctor was alive, living on Gallifrey, the Time Lord's interfering at that level. Yeah. Uh, that opens a whole 
can of worms there with, okay, they're willing to ban the milliscope and apparently yeah. enforce it on an intergalactic level, and yet they let the Daleks happen. Yeah. That's yeah. Very but he's made himself politically a pain in the ass to make it happen, and you can really see the bureaucracy there in action. Yeah. 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 I just love the fact that the bureaucrats thought that letting the drashings out was a good idea. That just tickles me to bits every time. I love the setting, the mundane setting of a customs room. I, I guess that's what that would be. It's just like an arrival gate, and then that's it. Everything happens there. <laughs> they're just hung up in the customs room because they have something they're not allowed to have. Waiting I love that whole body cavity search. That's you not know? funny. Have you ever had one of them? That's not funny. Oh my that's, God. that's not funny. <laughs> now it's even funnier. Um, it's... <laughs> It made me think of Homeland Security and all the bullshit you have to go through. And yeah, oh, you have a nail clipper? Oh no, you can't have a nail clipper. Uh, you can't uh, have uh, a nail clipper. Moon River, brighter than the stars. <laughs> Maybe he's got a nail clipper up his ass. Ow. <sighs> So, yeah, I loved it. I loved Vorg and Sherna, and they reminded me of the doctor and his assistant. Only they were stupid. That was really stupid. I thought it was cute. Oh, and that they were going to Metabilis 3. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And Joe was way more likable. She's much more functional as a companion, and the rapport those guys had in all their little scenes while they're wandering around inside the miniscope. It's great. I do have to wonder, though, I mean, knowing um, how blind Katie Manning is, how Mm -hmm. she didn't kill herself running around on that boat. I was oh, wincing yeah. every time she started legging it downstairs. It was yes. like, oh, God. <laughs> in her Elton John boots. Yeah. Yeah, the dog had some good boots on in this as well, mm. I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Good pair of boots. Very handy for running around a swamp. He didn't get stuck. Yeah. Okay, so have we got any quotes? I'm going to go with, Joe says, I've got a rest. And the doctor says, yes, I'm beginning to feel the centuries myself. <laughs> yes, that was a <laughs> quote. Like I think I liked the part where Vorg says, the generators were built by the old Eternity Perpetual Company. They were designed to last forever. That's why the company went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Cute. Uh, Very cute. Fucking Terry took mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you could see the fact that we both had the same quote. We both went to the first thing that popped up in Google when we typed Carnival of Monsters (laughs) quotes. Uh, I have a lot more. Do you want some of mine? That's me doing my homework right there, kids. You do everybody's, Terry. Do that one. We're still on Earth, aren't we, says Joe. No, that's impossible, says the Doctor. Don't you ever admit that you're wrong? No, that's impossible too. Yeah, I like that. You're right. I like that one. That was a good one. I love the interior set design. That was just gorgeous for the inside of the machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It's like a kid's adventure playground or something. Yeah. Yeah, I want a climbing frame like that. That would be cool. Some of it actually matched Ford's outfit. There was consistency in the color scheme, actually. Those Mm -hmm. pinks, that ungodly pink against black thing that they had going on. Uh, it's like an idolic. <laughs> easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Oh yeah, Terry's just posted one for me to read out, which you know did make me chuckle with the "it's grim up north" thing. They've got no sense of responsibility. Give them a hygiene chamber and they store fossil fuel in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, should we call it quits, there, guys? Yeah, yeah. A, a very cool episode. People should go watch it. Definitely, and, it, it and is one of the good ones. May I just say, we'll see if our listeners agree. We're really fucking boring when we agree. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. We need yeah. controversy. But it's okay. 
We've got new series stuff coming. <laughs> yes, the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> well, um, should should we decide which Tom Baker one we're doing now, then? Brain of Morbius, because we're always talking yep. about it, but we've right. never <laughs> reviewed it. Or Terror of the Zygons. Oh, Terror of the Zygons? Terror of the Zygons! I've seen it fucking loads of laughs. But it would be fun good and it's relevant. It. Exactly. Yeah. It shows that we're being vaguely organised. All right. Yes! Uh, okay. I haven't oh, seen Zygons in 15 years. Chewy McPhee! It's so good. I watched I it a few months ago. I like it. I can't wait to watch that one again. I love that one. Okay, so folks, we have been the Dirty Hills Doctor Who podcast. Next time it's Zygons for us and whatever remains of the new series. But the podcast after this should be Hyde and Journey to the Centre of the Time which should be very <laughs> contentious. <laughs> contentious. I don't think it's going to be that contentious. <laughs> please join us if you can. Obviously, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're all over the goddamn place. If you could do us a favour, nip on over to iTunes if you're on iTunes and just give us a like on iTunes and recommend us to some other damn fool. Thank you very much for your time. We have been the Dirty Hoers. Good night. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to... The Dirty Hooers Doctor Who Podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. Okay, should we just crack on there? Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Ready, 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 ready. Okay, she's ready. scaring me now. Yeah. Prof, that's our new theme music right there. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize that I'm quoting uh, SpongeBob, right? Okay, so think twice about that for a theme music. <laughs>